Hey y'all, welcome to Sarver Living. My name is Sylvia Maxwell and I am your host. I wear many hats. I'm a mother and wife of twin boys that go to Buffalo Elementary School. I am a realtor at Berkshire Hathaway right here in Sarver. I'm also a yoga teacher right here in Sarver at the Marketplace on Pike. So I am as local as they get. I've lived in Sarver for over 17 years, and I can't wait to share Sarver Living with you. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sarver Living. This is Sylvia Maxwell, your host. And today I am with Karen Stein, the Butler Center Director for Audubon Society of Western Pennsylvania. Hi, Karen. Hi, Sylvia. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> Thanks me. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad. We. I know that we've been trying to schedule this. Yeah. And I've been busy this summer, and you have been busy yes. just by even the sights of me pulling up. <laughs> Tons of children and activities going on. Yeah, we have camp going on today. Oh, and what staff kind are of camp? Together. Uh, this is the Adventure Week camp. So the kids are It's uh, run by a variety of interns that we have. They come out, they run the whole thing, so they've planned all the lesson plans. They go out every day. Obviously, it's outside. Spend as much time as they want out there. Um, they'll do some exploring on the creek. They'll actually uh, roam up and down the trail that's clear by. They explore what's around here on our property. They have some different activities for them. So, split into two different age kids, kind of the younger kids and the older kids. But, I love um, it. Yeah, it's super fun. They usually go home dirty and happy, which is what we love. Well, that's <laughs> what we, I mean, that's nature play. Yeah. And talking about, look, you brought up location um let's just kind of cut to the chase and get like where we're located right now where we're sitting sure we're well we're sitting inside the nature center so it's the babcock nature center which is located at buffalo creek nature park which is right off monroe road so everyone knows kind of the sheets in town you make the left you go down monroe road right at the bottom before you head back up the road right before the butler freeport trails where we're located right there on the left um, great spot to park for the trail. We have a paved path that takes you right up there as well, so you get a little bit it. more space. You can come in. We've got the restrooms that are in here. We, of course, have ice cream if you need a little break. We have other snacks, other drinks, um, the Nature Center. Or if you just want to hang out and chat with us, there's a beautiful pavilion. You can have your own lunch on a bike, stop at the pavilion, enjoy it, and just go for your adventure. So it's I nice. love it. I remember when this Nature Center, I was on the Parks and Recreation Board, mm. When this was a twinkle in the eye. Yes. It was still the old, it, it was, was a white or- building. It was the Oregon Club. It yeah. was the Oregon Club. Yep. And I remember that, I don't know if I remember it flooding or someone talked about it had flooded before. Or yeah, there used was, to flood. Yeah, or, there's definitely been conversations. We did a lot of work to control a lot of the water runoff that comes through here. Okay. The center part of where, kind of where our parking lot is would often get um, water, it would flood, the creek would flood periodically and stuff. So when we um, were fortunate enough that this was going to be our new space and really mm-hmm. planning it, the um, old building came down except for the three-foot footer. And just a portion of that was kept. And our center portion where the store is and our classroom is, that was built on top of that old footer. So we have kind of a memory of what was here in the past. Aww. And then um, the old building was very long. And so where our pavilion is, the edge of that pavilion really is the flood zone. But we figured we don't care if the pavilion should flood we wanted to make sure that the building itself wasn't going to flood and we've had some hefty rains down here but no flooding as of yet so it's gotten close but no 
hope no big flooding. Now, the old footer, did you put a time capsule down there? I was not here at the time. I'm going to guess they didn't. That would have been an awesome idea, but but I don't think that they did. They wanted to just make sure we had that so we have a nice crawl space under there so that we could get things up a little bit more and be able to handle what we were going to do. So it's a nice, but it's a nice piece. It's a nice nod to the history of what we were before. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful place. I've enjoyed it so much. I mean, you have... And you have a great staff. I know, they're fabulous. (laughs) And you've done a great job of letting the community know about this place. And I know that you've worked very hard creating events to try Mm -hmm. to get people in the doors. Mm -hmm. So you've been open for how long? Just over a year. We opened mid-June last year. So it's okay. just a little over a year. So you've had your one-year anniversary. And what have your challenges been? Um, I think in the beginning, the biggest thing was it was a surprise. As much as you try and get the word, we're not on the main road. We're off the beaten path a little bit. Um, people aren't quite sure. We didn't have our sign out front. It took a little longer for that to get actually put in. So you'd come down, and people didn't necessarily know what it was. So right. most of what we would get was coming off of the trail, which was part of why we wanted to be here. Uh-huh. Just that ability to be a resource for the trail, to have that visibility with the trail. And so people would come in. I had no idea, and so appreciative to have you know bathrooms and have other things that are here. But then um, people started to really get to know that we were having this nature store here. And so mm-hmm. as trail use was starting to wane just because of the season, we were getting more into winter, you see less people up there, we started really noticing people that were coming just to shop. And now I'd say um, we have a large bird selection, and so we get people who literally just come to get their bird seed, to get their bird feeders, to get their bird houses, to ask us about, you know, hey, I had a bear come in, you know, what are there ways that we can deter it in anything? So just great little conversations. Yeah, so it's nice. People ask us questions, and we don't always know. We're not always the expert on it, but um, we will all try and figure it out. And if we don't know, we can go to our colleagues at our other sites, who some of them are really experts in it, and ask them questions and get back to people. You are very so. well versed on st- those type of things. Um, someone was just on one of the social media pages asking how to get rid of bats, and I said put out mothballs, but I should have probably tagged you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's a hard thing to know, yeah. you know, and I think everyone always thinks, oh, what's the best thing to do? And we're always going to go with what we believe it is or pass you on to who an expert really is. You mm-hmm. know, if we don't know, um, we were just talking, we had a, a group of staff, we were just enjoying lunch together, and um, we were talking about, you know, funny things that come in as questions and stuff, and they're, they're serious for people. They're funny because it's not a question we would think of, but people will ask us a question, and and um, it's like, okay, so how do we work through this? And it's like, no, you really want to talk to this person at the aviary. You know, we know a lot about birds, but they are really good at dealing with this or this or this, whatever it might be. And so we can pass people on, which is a nice piece. You know, you get right. to know your partners. You get to know who else you can reach out there for. And that just helps it. I mean, because that's ultimately if people are calling you, they they want an answer. They're trying to find the right thing or to understand it better. So it's nice. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love your store. I mean, as a realtor, I buy all my closing gifts here. Yeah, I like to have my clients a bird house <laughs> and a bag of bird seed. Yeah, what a great, what and a great thing for our first It house. is, and it's yeah. a great place. You have great little gifts, even for like a child's birthday party. You have those cute little, everything's very animal themed yes. for you listeners. Um, yes. But it's still, I mean, for Sarver, we don't have a lot to choose from as far as shopping goes. Right, right. So you're, you're like one of the Yeah, our retail manager is really good. She has a wonderful eye. She listens if it's like, hey, someone suggested this or suggested that. She'll look it out. And if it's something that she can really do and it makes sense and we can get them at a good price, then she 
aims to get it. And so, um, and she has some unique things for us, you know, I mean, we're next to the bike trail. So she made sure that we had some things that can help like little bike kits or uh, little lights for your bike, or, you know, we now have some stickers. A lot of people enjoy on their water bottles and stuff. So wow. we're getting those kinds of things in here. And then also, you know, we're a nature park here. So we allow pets to be here on leash. And so, you know, Oh, Hey, you're going to be up on the trail. You don't have, you know, your leash or you don't have your little poo bags or anything with you. We've got them here. Wow. And so people can actually get a little kit. That's kind of a little travel kit to it. So thinking about who are, and you have the users. sticks out on the, you have the big walking sticks yeah, out so front. The, those are really great. There's a gentleman who stopped in and he would make those for his grandkids whenever they come over. And he always was trimming up some of his trees. And so he'd kind of make them into these walking sticks. So he has a bunch of them. They're all smooth. They're really nice. And he said, do you guys want to have those as something people could borrow up on the trail? And we're like, yeah, we love that idea. So I it's just it. out on our, uh, our front porch. And a lot of people do stop. They're like, are we, it really, we can borrow. Yep. Go ahead and borrow it. And it's great. So they get a chance to, to take them and go up on the trail and um, be able to come back and bring them. So it's, it's really nice. I mean, this place, it just takes, it, it, it takes you back to how things used to be. Just like the honor system. I love that. Just the mm-hmm. stick. Borrow, borrow a walking stick. Yeah. So you, you have a lot planned mm-hmm. for um, upcoming. Mm-hmm. I know that um, I've been involved in some events that you've had right, here. And you have some, and we love it. And, and our goal is to bring more awareness to Right. So we're probably twofold. We do a lot of programming that is very mission based. So we Mm -hmm. want to connect people with nature. So we Mm -hmm. have a lot of programs that we do that are meant to be mission based. The camps are meant to be that. Um, The bird walks are meant to be that. And we have a whole online program series. Mm -hmm. Those are really meant to be that. But then we also, you know, this is a nature park. We want people to feel comfortable coming and hanging out here and being able to enjoy it. And it's not like your typical park. You go and you see tons of, you know, pavilions and tons of places you can kind of hang out we have a pavilion has very cool um, benches and stuff that are in Mm -hmm. that but you can you can come you could come inside if it's not such a great day we have a couple of tables that are right in our shops you can look out the windows where our bird feeders are and Mm -hmm. enjoy that while you're here and if we don't have a program going on in the classroom people can also sit down at the tables in there and just kind of enjoy it so and your big classroom serves as an event center as well it does it does because it can easily hold if you were just doing um, a lecture or something like that you can easily put probably a good 65 to 70 people in there we have done a number of birthday parties we've done some meetings we did we our GACA, meetings. Yep, greater Alakiski Board of Realtors meeting right. here we've had a baby shower, wedding shower we were just talking with someone who wants to do a sprinkle which is a second baby shower um, which I had I had to go look up the term I had no idea I what that meant that was so cute so she's talking about that um, and a lot of times with those we had a great graduation party that was here, yeah. a lot of times for those because you're often having food in there as well it's really comfortable for about a good 48 people to be sitting down and mm-hmm. then having the food in there. But you can actually get bigger. You can rent the pavilion. You can rent the back room. You could rent the entire back area if you wanted to bring in a tent and have a much bigger party. Mm-hmm. You get the back room as a part of that. So you get a private bathroom. That way you get a place to have indoor space if you need it. So, um, so yeah, the rental is really great. Holiday parties. We had a holiday party last year. Um, or like they a family reunion. Family reunion would be really fun. So there's a lot of different ways if you're just looking for... 
you know, quaint little place to kind of do it. Um, there's a lot of, we don't have a kitchen, so obviously the food's going to come in one way or another. You have a grill. Caterer. We do have a grill. Um, we're still kind of figuring out how we're going to completely use that, but okay. we have a grill. Um, but the nice part is you're, you're right next to Little Buffalo Creek. You know, it, it's just, it's a beautiful location. Um, it's nice and, and open. There's plenty of parking here. It's just a beautiful spot. I love it. It's my favorite place in all Sarver. Awesome. And then I've just wa- loved watching it unfold. Let's talk about what you do have coming up. Like, sure. What do you have sure. as far as events go? Sure. So some of the stuff that um, is coming up is one of the things that happens is um, Birds and More, which is um, a bird walk, but you could be talking about other stuff too. It could be a nature walk. And so you don't have to be an expert in birds or in nature to go on it. Happens every Tuesday morning. That at was 9 what I wanted. Okay. This, yeah. this is every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, year round. If it's extreme weather, it may not happen. But generally, if it's extreme weather, no one wants to show up anyhow. But for the most part, every single Tuesday, even in light rain, we will be here. Um, it's usually Linda, but there's other people who stop in. And they do a little walk around uh, the Nature Center. Um, we're just six acres, so they'll do a little bit of walk here. But then they usually head up on the trail. And sometimes they head towards Freeport. Sometimes they head towards Butler. Lots of wildlife up there. Lots of great birding. Um, super popular, especially during spring and fall migration, because that's when people really, there's just so many birds moving okay. through. So it's fun. Um, so, so we do that. Fall, fall migration um, so start? fall migration, we'd probably really be talking, we're going to talk near the end of August is kind of early, but in September and into October, that's what we'd be really looking at. Um, really great times to do that. And we actually do that also, um, cause most people listening to this probably also know Todd nature reserve, which is also here in, um, Sarver. So Todd nature reserve, um, they do that same, um, birds and more every Friday morning at 9am. Okay. They're always free. You can show up. You don't have to, you know, we're always going to show up because whether someone registered or not, if no one shows up in like 50 minutes, then we're going to go about our day. Right. <laughs> um, but it's really, really great. And the ones up at Todd only go through the end of October. Um, so it's just a little bit, it gets a little trickier up there once um, some of the winter weather comes I, I in. I got to do it. Yeah. So it. that's on my super fun. List. So that okay. one's fun. Um, we also do every month, we do a program called Fledglings. It's designed for ages um, three to five. It has a different theme every single month. Um, uh, moms, adults, whoever is going to come with the with the child. And um, the next one is August 14th, and that's um, Dragonfly Jewels. So obviously they're going to be doing stuff around dragonflies. And then in September we're going to do one that is um, Meadow Meander. So we're going to get creative on that because we don't quite have a meadow down here yet. So we're going to get creative, but we that's part of what we do. <laughs> um, we have at the end of August, August 27th, we have the Flying Solo Farm Fair. Flying Solo was a bird club that was actually put together by a volunteer. She happens to be one of our master birders. She went through a class for that. Um, Really wanted people who didn't always have someone else to go birding with to find each other and get together. So she started Mm -hmm. this club. So, of course, whenever you're out birding, of course, you're chatting with people and discovered that they all have a lot of really great talents. And so she started at her farm. That's the farm fair. Uh, Last year, she had done this flying solo where they could sell their wares to people. Mm -hmm. So we decided to kick it onto one of our properties because she does it to support the work that we're doing. And so this year it's going to be here. There's... You know, there's some um, handmade, everything is handmade. There's some um, great uh, pies, I believe. There's some pecan roll things that come. So it's not just feud oriented. There's a lot of other really fun. Someone does birdhouses. There's a lot of really creative things. We're also going to do a 
uh, gently used or loved uh, native nature themed book sale so we'll have that going on um, so if you're looking for some new books and stuff for the kids or for yourself we'll have that ID books will probably be a part of that so that should be happening as well and I believe we're gonna be doing a raffle too nice. so some really fun stuff that's gonna kind of go on with that and then after that, the day after that is our last Sunday in the park um, for the summer. And so the Sunday in parks, which you've been involved in, uh, we have yoga in the park in the morning. Yeah. That goes from 930 to 1030. And then between 11 and 2, we have um, a vendor who will come in. Um, this sun That Sunday, it'll be a Burritos by Brett. And so he'll be here selling stuff. So if you're up on the trail, you've just finished yoga, whatever it might be, you can kind of enjoy a little something to eat, hang out. We put out a bunch of yard games. We have cornhole and we have a big cricket set up and we've got some frisbees and footballs and stuff and just hang with the kids and have a little fun or hang with your friends and just challenge them um so just something kind of fun for us yeah. to do so we're going to play around with that and when is that august? that one's august 28th so that's okay. the sunday and then um we will have a program uh native landscaping august 31st this one really talks about healthy landscapes and how you keep clean streams and it's done with our partners we had started a buffalo creek watershed coalition group okay and that's done with those partners and it's a hands-on program to come in um and kind of learn more what can you do in your own yard what does watershed mean that, I, so I, i've been meaning to right look that up every time because when i drive from our camp in ohio back here yeah and i see this watershed that i'm like i want to google that what yep. does watershed yep. mean so a really basic just giant overview is when you look at a landscape and all of the water is going to move down into different streams basically so the buffalo creek watershed um it is 171 square miles it starts up near um brady um so it's a bit real far up we're now on the tail end of it but it's all of the different streams and tributaries that eventually keep flowing into each other buffalo creek because that's a really big portion of it and then the buffalo creek flows into the allegheny river of course which flows into the ohio which flows into the mississippi and then eventually gets to the ocean to the so yeah. but so when you look at it you can define watersheds in a million different ways that's a, that's what we're talking this ours happens to have todd nature reserve which is an important bird area in it as well um so that's always important but everything within those watersheds you can look, do you have clean streams? How are how are the different habitats? What kind of diversity of life do you get in? We have a great one. The mm -hmm. buffalo, we have just, it, it's a beautiful one. We have a lot of really, we have places we need to work on, but overall it is a really healthy stream. It's a really healthy watershed, which is really, really it nice. Is. And so it just makes it beautiful. And then what we do is help connect that a little bit with, yes, we want to protect it. We want to do everything we can to help protect it, mm -hmm. but we're protecting it not just for the wildlife, but for our own recreation. I mean, anyone who who's been in the stream having fun at Little Buffalo or Buffalo Creek or you've gone fishing or you get on the Allegheny River, you want to be able to enjoy those. And so right. everything that we're doing is not just great for the wildlife, but it's great for us. And that, you know, being able to be on the bike trail and, you know, you're passing the Little Buffalo and Buffalo Creek and it's just beautiful as you're coming through that. You get to see the gorgeous sides and the landscaping and stuff. That's because we're taking care of it. You know, That's everyone's, right. you know, applying to it and taking care of it. And so you get great recreation out of taking care of the landscape and the, the ecosystem. That you're really now, is in. there somewhere from this point, because I know that my boys and I have taken them a couple of times and we've like waded down the creek, mm -hmm. but we probably were trespassing when we got in and then when we got out. Are there... So public, that, so public access is the trickiest thing. So okay. we have public access on our at our place, um, closer to the bridge um, where Monroe Road is. It's a great spot to do it. We also okay. have an educational access area that we use. Once you're in the stream, 
you're in the stream. So that actually is, is not owned by anyone. So you actually can, if you go to get out, the banks might actually be someone's private property. Right. So it is really important to kind of know where you're getting in and out of. Um, there are, along the bike trail, there is an access point um, as well. It's a little further down on the bike trail. Um, it's one of the things we've been talking about. Is it is, marked? Is that what uh, Yes, talking? it is okay. marked. Um, and so it's one of those things that we've been talking about is where else can we make sure people have access to be able to get in the stream? Um, because it is important. I mean, we all grew we, up We have every time. We've probably done it three times. My boys are 11. We've probably done yeah. it three times. We have discovered, seen so many neat birds. Yes. And um, like these crab looking things yeah. and like yeah. yeah we just had a good time it's really fun we had um last or it might have been two fridays ago now mm-hmm. we had a um uh stream ex- exploration day okay and, so you um, do those yes and okay. our watershed coordinator was down there and it was the first one we were doing so we were like okay how are we going to kind of handle this mm-hmm. so we learned some stuff they did it they had a really really great time doing it we learned that maybe we'll time it a little bit different so that we're spreading people out because we want as many people to be able to come and enjoy it it happened to be one of those really sticky 90 degree days so obviously great day to have to be nice. in the stream and with the watershed coordinator and our intern our watershed intern this year they were down there so the kids were finding crayfish and like they're you know how do you properly kick in a stream how can you make sure you're not disturbing the habitat but still roll a rock or a log that's in the stream and see what's there but put it back you know so we talk about that as kind of responsible recreation like enjoying it but then also knowing that you're not destroying anything because you're you're kind of having fun but putting it back so the things that live there continue to be able to live How there. How often do you do that? Is that a summer thing? Um, it would definitely be a summer thing. You got to do it definitely when the when the it's not too cold right. <laughs> in the water. Um, so we had just done the one. So I'm going to guess that we had such a great time with it that I'm going to guess that we might plan maybe a couple of those in the future. Yes. Um, but definitely would be a summer thing to do, and it could be. Sometimes it's hard because if we've had a lot of rain, we're not going to take people in the stream. Well, You've got to be cautious. It gets more current. And, yeah. Right. And so we often talk about, um, especially if you decide you want to follow us on Facebook, um, which is a really great way to do it, or call what us. Is your, how, do they follow, how do they find you on Facebook? So if, you're on, if you're on Facebook, um, you can just put in, if you start typing in Audubon Society of Western PA, you're going to get one that's going to pop up. And that first one that's going to pop up is Beachwood, which is our headquarters. And they do all of ours. So you can have mm-hmm. it in there. But you could also put in Buffalo Creek Nature Park and we'll pop up. And you can just follow us individually. You could do the same thing with Todd. Um, and so sometimes, because something just pops up like nature doesn't always react the way we want it to and sometimes it's like hey we're going to put this in and just have it as a pop-up event i know in september we will most likely do a pop-up event around chimney swifts um freeport high school has this fabulous old chimney and a lot of people if if you've never seen this Mm -hmm. chimney swifts come out during the evening, they're great because they eat a lot of mosquitoes and other um, insects and flying Wait, who bugs. has the old chimney? Uh, Freeport High School. Oh, they do? So they do. And so what happens is when it's fall migration time, the chimney swifts start getting together and they migrate as a large mass. And they actually look for, they do not just sit on a tree. They actually have to cling to the side. So a chimney is a really great spot because they can cling to that rough inner surface. And so they start to gather in this large group. And they dive into the chimney um, as dusk is happening, as, as it's getting dark. 
And like last year I was up there and we did a pop-up and the night before I was there, um, when I, just checking it out to make sure I was ready for it. And I had 1200 Swifts I counted going in the chimney, which is pretty incredible. It's this, it's just like this big cloud that swirls into the chimney. Um, and they do it because as they're migrating, it can start being cold in places. They are creating together this really warm environment for themselves. So they're not expending a lot of energy trying to stay warm because they're warming each other and then they can move on. And so it's a really, really good. So that would be a pop-up event because we have to watch what the weather conditions are to see how that's going to go. So we have, and those happen in a couple different places, not just with us. So we have those kind of pop-up events. Um, The stream exploration could be a pop-up event because it'd be like, hey, things are looking great. We're going to do what we might do as a pop-up event. So, um, So we have our scheduled and then you know fun things as, okay. as the season's right so we have those going up um back to the other things we have coming up the native landscaping so with our coalition partners just kind of learning how that all works which is we were talking about the watershed mm-hmm. and then in september um this will be our second one that we've done we'll do a water celebration it's our watershed festival okay. and the festival is all the different partners that we work with so we reach out with um, Armstrong County, um, their conservation district. We have people that we work with from Penn State, people we work with from a couple of other colleges. Um, Trout Unlimited will be here again. Um, and all of them come in and we have them doing different kinds of demonstrations. So you can kind of learn about all the cool things within our watershed and what people nice. are working on and the specialties that they have and the crossover um, from there. We'll have activities for kids um, to go on that day. We'll have a food truck here that day. Um, so we just kind of make it this really fun thing that we're going nice. to kind of do for the day. Yeah, so that's that's super fun. So we have those. Um, and then, of course, once we get towards the end of October, we will have our Creatures of the Night, which is our Halloween celebration. It's my favorite. Yeah, So it's you super have it fun. here, and there's a couple locations. That we have, do. Uh, so okay. Creatures of the Night we do at um, Beechwood Farms, um, which is Fox Chapel, um, here at Buffalo Creek. Um, and then we also do it at Suck Up Nature Park, which is out mm-hmm. in Butler by the airport. Um, all of them have different nights that they're doing, so you could bop around. Um, all of them have slightly different things that happen. Um, we're a little smaller than the other two locations, so we have to get creative in how we're going to set up our trail. Um, but we get a lot of volunteers, and they are different creatures of the night. And you go around and get to meet them, and they're funny little skits. I and it's a good time. For that one. It's super fun. It's really, really fun. Yeah. We had a great time last year. Um, we had to My bump it, it, so it was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. So, yeah. So lots going on. Oh, Um, my gosh. Yeah, there's all that. And then, um, obviously, um, the nature store is here, so that's great. We're Mm -hmm. open Tuesday through Sunday between 9 and 5. So Mondays are the only day that we're closed, so um, pretty wide open on, on that time frame. And if we don't have something in our store that you're really looking for, we can always check with Beachwood because mm. they're the really big store. And so sometimes we might not have it or we're out of it and they have it and it's easy for us to get it here. So I we have that. that nice options, which is really good. And then, of course, we're always looking for volunteers. That was my next question, yeah. Mike. You're always looking for volunteers. Yeah. And if someone wants to volunteer, how would they do that? So they can they can call or okay. they can um, stop in and see us and um, either Jenna who is our center coordinator or myself mm-hmm. uh, will have a conversation and kind of get an idea of what they're looking for. Um, right now, I know we're looking for store volunteers. Um, you know, we've just been open enough that um, we've gotten busier ourselves. So having a store volunteer so we can focus on some of the other work is just really great. 
Um, so store volunteers where we usually do a few work days throughout the year which might be a litter cleanup. Uh, we adopted Monroe Road as Audubon and so we'll do some litter cleanups on okay. there that we'll send those out. Um, sometimes we have an invasive species removal day if we need to get out there and get some invasive species out the property. Sometimes we've done well, plantings. What, well, what's an invasive species? So, um, what uh, would be considered one? So all over the place. So something that is not native to the area but comes in and actually starts to take over the area. So there's a lot of different plants that come in that might not be native to the area, but oh, they're not okay. invasive. Invasive is um, something like um, uh, Japanese barberry is invasive. We have uh, woolly adelgia is an invasive insect okay. that comes in. Um, so it can be insects, it can be, um, a lot of times it's trees or plants in particular. And part of why they're considered invasive is, like I said, they come in, they reproduce at a rate that it overtakes what our native plants are doing, our native plants okay. or trees. It often can change the soil composition, so um, it's just a matter of wanting, we can't get rid of all of them. <laughs> that's that's right. never going to happen. So but what are the ones that are hands. important? Right. And what's important for us to be looking at? You know, there's... Um, uh, poison hemlock is one that we've been looking at. Um, looks a lot kind of like Queen Anne's lace, but until you look at the stem, it's got these purple blotches on it. Um, can actually, you don't want to touch it. It can actually, it, it, it can actually cause irritation. So that's a that's not something you want to deal with. But it's it's invasive, and so it, when we've seen it, we're like out of here. So we're just trying to manage it. Um, a lot of people have Japanese knotweed, great invasive for people to know about. Um, just completely takes over. So you see that a lot on stream banks. Gotcha. Um, so and sometimes those were brought in because they were a great way to stabilize something, but then they started taking over. So it's not too the same. Much. Mm -hmm. I love it. So the volunteering sounds like it's not. You're not just giving your time like it's a learning opportunity it is it can be a learning opportunity um you know we're fun um so it's a fun, fun time to hang out i'm gonna come volunteer to work <laughs> the store i love it yeah it's just it's the really really fun yeah I'll sell some birds <laughs> yeah it's super it's super fun and it's it is a chance because you can ask questions you know mm. you never know where the conversation is going to go when you're out working with yeah. volunteers and we have really good things and we all have especially when we've done some of the litter pickups um, or some of the um, stream kind of cleanups or something like that. Um, we have nature moments like someone's like hey what is this thing and we all kind of take a break because you can't help yourself right so we're looking at a salamander that's been found or we're looking at a really cool you know mushroom that someone has found or what is this thing and that that's just fun and I think oh, that's part wow. of who we are we get distracted by nature <laughs> pretty easily actually but it makes it really fun okay. um, as well so we get a lot of work done but we also you know it's not like just work 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 you I get to it. enjoy other things I love it. Yeah. So that's what you have, like, going through, basically through the fall as yep. far as events yep. go. Yep. Um, what else, what are you, what do you see for the future? What are your future projects? Like, what do you have? Like, mm -hmm. what's big on the horizon? So I think for us here, one of the big things is, you know, when you build any place, I think the last piece that kind of gets done is some of the landscaping aspects. And so as we've lived here for a while now, we, we know what we want to do. We want to have some real meadow areas. Mm -hmm. um, we want to have less mowing. <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're a huge proponent of it mm -hmm. for so many reasons. And so a meadow would be great. It's a great way to showcase. We have a, a, a seed mix that we actually have developed. So that's really great for us to be able to showcase that. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that the um, rain garden and the water swales that we have put in, that those are being properly um, planted with things that are really helping to 
you put those in because as water comes through them, it helps to clean the water a little bit before it gets to the actual final creek. And so we want to make oh, sure Oh, you we, mean the water that comes yep, down and runs yep, to the creek, the yep, plants yep, actually clean it. Yep. So, so the roots are really great for that kind of okay. stuff. And so, you know, you if you're here, you look out and we have a bunch of, looks like little white tubes all over the place. Those are called riparian buffers. And those are often shrubs and trees. Also, the tubes are really like a little greenhouse that's helping them mm -hmm. grow a little faster. Um, but those are there for the same reason. We're helping to create that as water's moving through, as it's getting closer to the stream, it's properly getting kind of cleaned up so you're getting a nice clean stream. Mm -hmm. So that's really great. Um, so we want to do a little bit more work, um, especially if you've been here for our events. It is there's not a lot of trees in the center of this place, so it is very hot right. <laughs> here. So I'd love to see you know a couple of those plant outs. We have um, we have a nature play area, so looks like this little fenced in area. Um, currently, it just has a couple of items in it. Um, there is a big old nest in there that you can add twigs to and kind of weave in it. That was the idea behind it. The size of that nest, the diameter of it, is really mm -hmm. the size of a bald eagle's nest. So it gives oh, you it a yes. Yeah, so it gives you a really good sense of those nests are huge. Wow. So that's just kind of a cool, fun piece. And, but the bird itself is not. No, but they it's build a pretty. The they build nest. a pretty well, the big. King of the jungle. Yeah, and then they have. just keep adding to it from year to year. So if it's a nest that's been returned to for. A a lot of years it just keeps growing so that's pretty impressive you know I mean when you really think their wingspan and stuff the nest is appropriate for how big they actually mm -hmm. really are um, there's also a little um, there's a couple little footpaths in there that the kids can kind of run around mm -hmm. on I like to call it the flight of the bumblebee because it's kind of all over the place um, and then there's a climbing structure and then we're gonna as we get donations and funds, um, we're going to start adding additional things out there. We really kind of want to focus a little bit more on a bird theme, I think, for in there. Um, so imagine little um, potentially um, discovery boxes that look like little birdhouses, but you can look at them and find something cool or you could add something cool to it. Oh, cool. Or is there some interesting kind of wingspan so you can see if you wingspans on birds are fascinating because sometimes they have an itty bitty body and a really big wingspan yeah. sometimes they have a bigger body and not quite as big a wingspan so getting a sense of what kind of bird are you if you laid your arms out what kind of bird are you oh, and having I love something like that. that would be really cute and just being able to compare that um mm -hmm. some identification things you know like we all look up, and a lot of times you're seeing birds from their underside. How do you identify some of those birds just from the underside if you're not seeing the colors that might be on their wings or their backs or anything mm -hmm. for what it is? So we want to put in some fun things, maybe a big spotting scope so you can look around and see what you're seeing. There's yeah. lots of really cool um, wildlife here. I mean, we see bald eagles. We see we have a beautiful great blue heron that feeds in the creek all the time. We have kingfishers, we have water thrushes, we have a lot of your normal backyard birds, but we have some really great birds that kind of move through, wow. so just having those opportunities. So we don't complete have the plan because, you know, I can have a long list, but we want to see as we start We're getting money get what makes the most right. sense, right, and then we'll just continue to build that and out. And someone can just donate. You can. At any time. You right? can. I mean, mm -hmm. we do. you do fundraisers. We, we do, do fundraisers. Yep, the yoga classes. We're going to have other things coming in. Um, but if you want to donate, um, so our organization is ASWP, Audubon Society, Western PA. So just ASWP.org takes you right to our website. You can see everything that's going on on all of our sites. You can see all the different kinds of projects that are happening at all of our different sites. And you can actually donate right from there, too. You can become mm -hmm. a member, which is a great way. We're a membership yeah. organization. Um, 
and, and it's very affordable. It is. An individual is $35 for the year, and that's whatever month you get your membership through that month the following mm-hmm. year. So it's a rolling membership. Um, we also do family memberships and higher-level memberships. So it's whatever works for you. Um, and those get you – there's a lot of – we do a, a number of classes that are free, but if we're charging, there's always a member price. And sometimes the member price for the program might be free, but there might be a charge for a non-member. So it's a nice way to be able to do it. Plus, you get a discount in the store. Oh, that's <laughs> so nice. So you get 10% off in our store whenever you come shopping. Um, and once a year, we do, uh, in November, we do a uh, member's weekend day, and they get 20% off stuff in the store. So right before the holidays start, we have a nice way for you to come in and get so some stuff So that'll be coming well. up this November. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll so lots that. of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's lots of good stuff going on there. Anything else you want to touch on before we Anything wrap it up? Anything else? Um, now, I'd say probably the biggest thing is you never know where you're going to spot us. Um, we are going to be... Uh, Freeport does some um, mingles. Um, there are Freeport Days mingles. And we're going to be down at the library in Freeport next Tuesday evening. And we're going to have our owl with us. Um, so you can come in, stop, learn about the owl. Um, so that should be fun. We'll have a little fun activity to do. Uh-huh. And we'll go and do that other places. I've been to the Butler Country Club, um, just tabling there for people to know who we are. We're looking at a couple other places we want to be as well. So we want to be out in the community as well as have the community to And you to have us. kids' birthday parties here. We do. I wanted do. to touch on that. I yes. wanted to bring that up. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. Um, you can find that on the website. Okay. Um, so you Good. could have your own party. If you don't. If you just want the space, we rent the space. But if because you, you brought up the owl, and I know that you could yes. do that. You could yes. have the owl, too. Yes. You could arrange that. Yes, you absolutely I mean, you could have a zebra. If, if, well, if, probably if not could, a zebra. If but. you could afford it, you could probably get the zebra, right? right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we just work on having, right. um, you know, how can we be a part of the community, but how can the community also be coming to gotcha. us? So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really, it's been a great year. And you're... Um, the people that are visiting the trail, they can pick up also um, trail maps too. You get yes, trail so maps. they can. So the nice part about us having an actual building here now is Todd Nature Reserve does not, mm-hmm. um, and so we have, of course, a map up on a kiosk up there. But right. sometimes people take pictures. But you could stop in here, use the restrooms, fill up your water bottle, pick up the trail, trail map. map. Um, we just got them reprinted. Thank you. Um, so we just got that done. And then, um, once we actually, uh, you can get that. We also carry trail maps for the Butler Freeport trail. So if you're not sure where exactly you're located on it, we can help you find that and you can have that map as well. And then we always have other, we have our bulletin you can pick up, which always gives you an update of what's going on and fun little stories. Um, the bulletin just came out, goes through December. We talk a lot about woodpeckers, so a lot of good things in there. And you can see what love, different ones beautiful. of us love. It's always such a beautiful yeah. book. It and really it sometimes is. is really timely. There's been a lot of conversations um, in the news lately about they're still trying to understand how woodpeckers can, you know, be knocking on that tree and not get the headaches that we would all be doing if we were knocking on a tree all day long. Um, and they're just coming up with all kinds of some of the theories that we thought just don't make sense. And so it's Amazing. always like there's new research going on. So sometimes it's amazing how we'll be putting this together and it just happens to coincide with something that is suddenly in the news, which is great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's good. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that the listener can, you know, kind of put a, 
put it all together. Yeah. I mean, it's you literally all you have to do is turn it the sheets. Yeah. And then it's a beautiful <laughs> place. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I and appreciate it. I look out. forward to seeing more of you. Yeah, you too. It's going right. to be fun. Okay. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Thank you.